Let us pray. Holy and loving God, free us from the thieves and bandits that would hijack our lives, that we might live fully into the abundant life that your Son, Jesus Christ, calls us to. And help us, God, to pour that same grace into the world. And hold me up that I might lift you up. Amen. I saw a parable of sorts on Facebook this week that I liked a lot. It went like this. It said, imagine you're carrying a cup of coffee when all of a sudden someone comes along and bumps into you, causing you to spill your coffee everywhere. The question is, why did you spill your coffee? Well, because somebody bumped into me, right? Wrong. That's not the right answer. You spilled coffee because it was coffee that was in your cup. If you'd had tea in your cup, you would have spilled tea. Whatever's inside the cup is what will spill out. So when life comes along and shakes you up, which undoubtedly it will, happens all the time, whatever is inside of you, whatever's inside your heart, that's what will come out. So we have to ask ourselves, what fills my cup? What fills my heart? When life gets tough, what is it that will overflow? During this season of Easter, we're focusing on what's at the heart of our Christian faith. Current circumstances, which limit our ability to gather and be the church the way we've always been, begs the question, what is at the heart of our faith? What is it that really matters? What fills us and sustains us? And how might that be expressed, shared, poured out, given COVID-19? Many in the early church they weren't hiding from coronavirus, but nonetheless, they had to gather in creative and less than ideal ways. They met in secret and isolation, oftentimes because of persecution. By the time John's gospel was written in the late first century, it had become time for those who believed that Jesus was the Messiah and those who did not to part ways. Up until that point, all Jews, regardless of what they thought about Jesus, had continued to meet and worship and share life together and they could do so publicly and in large numbers. At the time, Rome occupied Israel, and while they compelled most of its citizens to participate in Roman religious rites, Jews were exempt. All of those who followed Christ and left the synagogues, though, they lost the religious freedoms that protected Jews. So they struggled to be the community that they were called to be safely, especially in large numbers and publicly. And they were called to be a community that shared life, abundant life together. It was a problem. I came so that they could have life, indeed, so that they could have life to the fullest. Jesus says this in John's gospel. Jesus used the metaphor of shepherd several times in his ministry. In this passage, the sheep know that the shepherd really cares for them and pours into them what they need and what the shepherd desires for them. Lush, green pastures in which to gather and feast and rest in, in which to experience and share full and abundant life. Hear now the gospel of Jesus Christ according to John. I assure you that whoever doesn't enter into the sheep pen through the gate but climbs over the wall is a thief and an outlaw. The one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The guard at the gate opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. 
He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Whenever he has gathered all of his sheep, he goes before them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger, but will run away because they don't know the stranger's voice. Those who heard Jesus use this analogy, they didn't understand what he was saying. So Jesus spoke again, I assure you that I am the gate of the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and outlaws, but the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief enters only to steal, kill, and destroy. I come so that they could have life. Indeed, so that they could have life to the fullest. You probably hear echoes of the 23rd Psalm in Jesus' words. No doubt he counted on his audience to be familiar with its words and images. If you're comfortable doing so, I want you to take one more deep breath to quiet your spirit. And you can close your eyes if you're comfortable or you can focus on the image that we're about to project as you hear these words now and imagine yourself as the beloved sheep. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. What might a cup filled to the brim with the loving care and guidance of a shepherd like this overflow with, even in our darkest valleys, even in the face of our fiercest enemies, in the face of the thieves and outlaws that come after us? A while back, I spent a month or so with this scripture in prayer and over time, I found myself drawn over and over again to the 10th verse. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. I began to wonder who and what are the thieves in my life? Who and what steal, kill and destroy life for me? What thieves lurk in our lives today? Of course, we're all aware of the coronavirus and all of its consequences. Social distance, which for some means extreme isolation and for others means absolutely no solitude. I hear from some parents that they're actually hiding out in closets or in bathrooms just to get five minutes of peace and quiet. And then at the other extreme, there are those who are confined 24-7 with their alcohol or drug addicted or abusive parent or spouse. There's the disappointment of our graduating seniors who've missed out on all the milestones they have waited for so long to experience. Financial insecurity, investments meant to fund educations or retirement that have plummeted in value, furloughed jobs, unexpected expenses, anxiety related to an increased vulnerability to sickness, and at the same time, testing that's hard to come by and results that take far too long and are ambiguous at best. 
What fills our hearts when there are thieves and outlaws that seek to fill us with anger and heartache, with resentment or guilt or fear? I wonder what sharing life imagined in this psalm might look like. What if our response to challenges were filled with love and grace, were filled with the desire to understand and care for others, to call all people to this lush green pasture, to rest by these still waters? Wouldn't it be great if when life shakes us, grace spilled out, bathed those around us like the healing oil that this shepherd pours over the heads of its sheep, calming and nourishing and inspiring, transforming a fearful and anxious and needy world? The early church we encounter in the book of Acts that devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the community. They were filled with grace and they shared everything, meals, property, prayers, and through them, even when faced with the challenge of gathering publicly in large numbers, evidence of God's grace overflowed from their hearts and more people were saved every day, Scripture says. We may not be able to gather and witness in the same way we always have right now, but our shepherd is with us, leading us to green pastures and still waters, pouring grace into our hearts. Can we open ourselves to new ways of being filled that as current circumstances shake us, we might overflow with kindness and grace and peace? Our good shepherd is the one through whom the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, flows. Might that same grace and peace flow through us and let it overflow from your heart to the next heart? I invite you to pass the peace of Christ with those who are in the room with you or in the chat box in Facebook Live or on your live stream or by texting those that you're missing and thinking of right now. May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen.